0: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's curd and lawn. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath.
0: All right, another edition of Kurt and Long with you here with a new video open uh for the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. Uh you can check that out as well. Don't forget to download uh Kurt and Long on the Odyssey app, or if you download your favorite podcast at Ryan Horvat was not here uh on Monday. He was out sick, That's what's his whole family. So uh let's get Ryan's thoughts on the Packers loss to Denver, which may have actually cost all of them to get sick uh on Sunday. Uh your thoughts, Ryan.
1: Yeah, you know, um I felt great all weekend, and then this defense. No, I'm kidding. It wasn't the defense. Denver only scored 19 points in this game. So, uh, whew, man, this team not good, not very good. Jordan Love. Um, I'm done being nice. Doesn't look very good. And I was just, I was just talking about this actually. All right, so honest question, really quick: Have you seen? Enough from Jordan Love that makes you want to extend Jordan Love. Have you seen enough from Jordan Love that really makes you believe that Jordan Love could be the future? And I don't want to talk yeah. about like the coaching staff. Yeah, you say yes.
0: Yeah, I, I think I have. Now, again, I'm not extending him at Patrick Mahomes money or Aaron Rodgers money, nothing like right. that. But I would extend him at, say, 15th best quarterback in the NFL money, whatever that number is. Uh, I, I'd be comfortable with that for three years beyond next year or a two year extension past next year to give him three more years. I think that's probably what I would suggest. I think I would go to him and say, after this year, okay, look, this is the deal. You got one year left on your deal. We'll give you another 2 years on your deal at whatever it is, 15 million a year, whatever the number is. Because that way, now you're talking, you're in uh, essentially what would it be? Year 4 of uh you know these guys that are all been together on offense, and if it's not working by that point, obviously you know it's not going to work. And you I want 2 years on top of next year, because really, for me, the deciding deal would be not next year, but 25. If in 25, they're not in the playoffs with this offense, then it's probably time to move on if he hasn't figured it out. I think he showed me enough, and this is going to sound stupid, but I think he showed me enough in preseason, showed me enough early on in the first couple of weeks, and I'm just going off of, you know, what these guys like Orlovsky and these other guys that do these all 22, of how they were impressed with different things that he was doing. I think what happened, maybe I'm wrong. I I think what happened is he's rattled. I, I just, I think he shook because in preseason, he had all kinds of time to throw the offensive line against the bears. He had all kinds of time to throw that offensive line, even against the Falcons, there wasn't a ton of pressure. So he had time, but now these last three weeks, he's had not nearly as much time. He's had, he had more time in the Denver game for sure than he did the previous two games. No question about that. But I think now that he is going through his progression so quick and not giving these guys just a little added second to to get open before he moves off of them. And Dusty Evely pointed that out, our film analyst uh, from Cheeside TV and Packer Report and Packer Day Podcast, on Monday when we had him on. That was his kind of analysis, and I could get down with it. Uh, But again, like I said at the beginning of the year, I got to see this offense look better the last three or four games of the year and look like, okay, we're going in the right direction. These guys have finally all figured it out. I mean, you you watch twenty 22 You see guys running the same damn route standing next to each other. Well, clearly that's not the play. So it's not just him screwing up. It's everybody on offense. Ben Fennel, who I think you love, just like I love, uh, uh, who is a NFL network guy, CBS uh, NFL producer, he said pretty much, I, I, I don't know if I'd say the tweet, pretty much he said, Watching this Packers offense, good luck finding a play where they all do what they're supposed to do uh, on, a, on a given play. I mean, that That is tough to overcome for any quarterback at this point besides Jordan Love is getting everybody to do what they we want. And it's not just the wide receivers. It's Rasheed Walker doing what he's supposed to be doing and Runyon doing what he's supposed to be doing and Myers doing what he's supposed to be doing. And Elton Jenkins not looking like a turnstile like he did against Denver. I mean... It's everybody not playing well at this point. No, Jordan Love has not looked good. I'm not going to defend Jordan Love as far as how he's looked. But the question was, would I extend him? And I I think a lot of it comes down to what he looks like by the end of the year, probably. The last three or four weeks, um, if he gets getting better and this offense is getting better, he just, I don't know how you look as good as he looked. And then in the last three weeks, look that bad other than getting his brains beat in and not trusting his offensive line and trying to get rid of the ball so he doesn't get sacked. That, that's all I can come up with.
1: I mean, um, you know, like competition – I think has a lot to do with it. I I think people overrate the Saints. I don't think the Saints are a good football team. I hope people start to figure that out here soon. I think the Bears, you know, I know that they've kind of figured some things out, but the first couple weeks of the season, they were a mess defensively. And that's nice and badging,
0: baby. The future in Chicago
1: on the defense. So like Jordan love fine when he's not under pressure. And I think that's, that's, that's the issue that I have is are you committed to Matt LaFleur? Because I don't think Matt LaFleur is a good enough coach. I really mean this. I think Matt LaFleur, I think this is a very lazy coaching job this season. It's not creative. And I get that you have the injuries on the offensive line. The offensive line has not been very good. That's the issue. The David Bakhtiari injury, Elton Jenkins hasn't been very good. He hasn't, he's not playing like an all pro right now. And then everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. It's a makeshift offensive line. And that's the issue. So would Jordan love be putting up better numbers in San Francisco? Yeah, absolutely. With George Kittle, all those weapons, that offensive line. Not that that offensive line is great without Trent Williams on the field, but when Trent Williams is on the field and he's getting rid of the ball quickly, Brock Purdy looks good. And so, McCaffrey, who's been healthy this year, unlike Aaron Jones. So if you believe in Matt Lafleur, then you could believe in Jordan Love. I just right now the marriage doesn't look very good because, like, let's look at let's look at this. Okay, so right now Jordan Love dead last in the NFL in completion rate. You know, and if you look, you brought up the first couple games of the season. First couple games of the season, they had a healthy starting offensive line and Jordan Love had six touchdowns in two games when yep. the offensive line was allowing no pressure. Correct. And then after that, his pro football focus grade, you know, really dramatically gets hit here and the reason being under pressure this season, Jordan Love's PFF grade, which I know a lot of people don't care about, I do, 36.7, he's generating 3.8 yards per attempt and has a 22 0.3 passer rating. That's What is, points.
0: let me ask you a question cuz I don't follow that. What sh- what is the average PFF grade for somebody that's under pressure a quarterback? Like so like how far is the average 65 is the 15th quarterback in the NFL getting 65 a 65 rating in that same position like what is the average number?
1: Yeah, so like some quarterbacks for instance like to be blitzed. If you blitz Joe Burrow, good luck. He 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 wants that because right. what happens is See it all depends Like the problem with green Bay right now and for Jordan love is that you could look at this a couple different ways. And that's why I kind of agree, right? I, I, we need a bigger sample size to be like, this kid sucks. I've almost seen enough to say Matt LaFleur might suck though is is my thing, man, because this looks like a lazy coaching job. And then I watch these post-game pressers and he looks defeated. I look at him on the sideline. He looks defeated. He looks rattled. He looks like he's about to cry it's easy to win 13 games when you have Aaron Rodgers, MVP of the league, and Devontae Adams. It's not as easy to win with the youngest wide receiver room in the league, this defense, and Jordan Love. But I don't want to hear any freaking excuses because the Steelers right now are 5-2 and two, or 4-2. and two. They, And they're in the AFC, in the toughest division in football, I don't think Kenny Pickett is much better than Jordan Love. I think they're the same tier. I don't think that offensive line is better than the Packers' offensive line. I don't think Matt Canada is a good play caller. I don't think their weapons are that much better. And the defense, when they're not getting pressure, is 28th in the league. When they're getting pressure, they're a good defense because they have TJ frickin' Watt. We have Rashawn Gary. He's not on that tier yet, that level. But look at his pro football focus grade. He's one of the best pass rushers in the league. So the talent, like if Mike Tomlin's coaching this Packers team, Do they beat the Raiders? I think so. So what I'm saying is I don't know that I'm out on love, but he's not looking good, man. He's looking really bad. He's looking like that final year at Utah State where he was forcing stuff. My issue with Jordan Love is the same stuff you guys were yelling about Aaron Rodgers for, right? That final play of the game, why the hell are you throwing the deep ball, taking the deep shot into double coverage? A.J. Dillon is wide open underneath. He picks up 20 yards. You win that game. You're playing
0: hero ball. I don't so know if he gets to 20 yards, so it's still A.J. Dillon. Yeah, That's a big yeah, ass 20 yards.
1: There's around and Watch the All-22. He's wide open. He at least... Ch- oh, I know. We <laughs> talked about it. Dusty he's Evely played. and I talked He'll about it. Yeah. That ball. There's way too much. That's Jordan Love, though. That was Utah State. The turnover-worthy... He has more turnover-worthy throws than big-time throws this year. Mm-hmm. I thought at least this kid could push the ball down the field, right? Rodgers couldn't connect with Christian Watson. Get Love out there. He's got a big arm. Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank
0: of America N.A. member FDIC.
1: He's I hate to say it. That's he's true. everything I thought he would be. I'm sorry. I'm not going to like I'm not I'm sorry that I'm the bad guy. Hot take And Jake. it's funny and that you
0: bring it. up the last year at Utah State because the last year at Utah State, he had a crap team around him. That junior year when he had all those great players, they all left or got hurt. The offensive line, four fifth of that offensive line was completely different. His wide receivers were all gone, and it was a disaster. We had Gary Anderson on, who's a coach at Utah State, on the big after They drafted Jordan Love. We asked him about that last year. He said, in all fairness, he had really no chance at it because of what we had around him from the previous year. So the talent changed. It wasn't as good, and he tried to play hero ball or whatever you want to call it. Now, in that that case of that last ball that he threw, that interception, uh, I think it was Dusty Evely, who said when he threw that ball, that safety had not even broke at that point on the ball. It wasn't until the ball was in the air when that safety broke on it. And to Jordan, yeah. Leff, to what, I believe Jordan left said he never even saw the safety. like the, Because by, by the play design, the safety is supposed to go the other way. And the safety didn't bite and he ended up going uh, after uh, Touré at that point getting the interception. I'm not making excuses. He shouldn't have thrown the ball.
1: Are him A.J. It? Dillon best friends? Isn't the reason I have to watch A.J. Dillon carry the ball 16 times for 31 yards because they went to high school together or whatever nonsense reason that we what? drafted him and Deguara De sucks. I don't know that you want I Dillon want and Jordan Love. Please, somebody tweet me and defend Deguara. Oh, God bless Andy Herman for putting that film out there because people have – he is awful. A.J. Dillon and Jordan Love are best buddies. I didn't know that. Did anybody ask him? Did anybody say, Hey, Jordan, did you see AJ Dillon wide open underneath?
0: I, I, I don't know. I'm guessing somebody probably did. Cause it's been all over social media about the check down play or whatever the case may be, but he went saying. in at halftime and went to, and we'll move on to our next topic um, because this is what the next topic is. He went in at halftime and talked to Matt and said, I want to take more shots down the field to open up this defense. And LaFleur said, okay. And then they moved it. But, the issue is, and Rajul Douglas has been on fire with quotes lately. If you're not following Rajul Douglas, what he says to the media, it's amazing. He made a Space Jam reference in the latest one talking about they're looking for some like type of miracle juice or something in order to, to win games, only playing the second half of football games. And they have to figure out whatever they do in the second half, Douglas said, they have to figure out how to do in the first half and in the second half. He goes, and then we're good because in the second half of games, they're figuring it out. So one of two things, either the game plan that LaFleur has sucks going into the game and it takes him a half a football to figure out how to make the adjustment to attack what the defense is doing to him, but it should not take you a half a football to adjust to what a team is doing to you. Fine. Okay. You go one, two, three punt on your first two possessions. Cool. But at that point now you should have an idea of how they're attacking you and what they're doing. And that's, it's not happening. Like, Where is the adjustment? What are you doing to counter whatever they're doing well? And you're going to come into this game against the Vikings, who have a really good pass rusher, and and Daniel Hunter, right? And what are they going to do to try and slow that dude down? Or are they going to leave everybody on an island one-on-one to try and guard this dude and get Jordan Love killed again against Minnesota? See, that, to me, you say, you know, maybe Matt LaFleur is the issue. He very well could be. But it has to change as far as how they're going to be aggressive early on in the game. And Aaron Jones said the same thing. We have to be aggressive and we have to be physical. We cannot have slow starts. We can't wait till halfway through the game to decide to be pissed off and then go play like we're mad. And then all of a sudden everything starts working. We have to come out with that same type of attitude. And that goes back to what you said about Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin's a Hall of Fame coach. The man's man's won Super Bowls, right? Done all that. Mike Tomlin is a fiery, demanding personality and LaFleur is more emotional this year than he's ever been for certain. But he's not. I mean, with all due respect, I mean, I'm not comparing him to any Hall of Fame coach. Like, I'm not going to compare him to Andy Reid, Mike Tomlin, none of those guys at any point. Right right now, at least. Because, again, like you said with Rodgers, how much credit does he get going 13-3 and three for three years? I don't know. How much credit should McCarthy get for doing what he did in Green Bay or Holmgren? For that matter, Holmgren, though, did it in Seattle with a completely different quarterback, not a Hall of Famer and Hasselbeck and took them to the Super Bowl. So he proved how good he was. Uh, But these other two guys. Yeah. I I mean, I don't know.
1: All right. I got a whole bunch to say. Okay, so really quick. So. All right. A lot there. Uh, Let's start with. Should the Packers be taking more shots down the field on the offense? No, I think what the Packers should be doing is what like Sean McVay does with his wide receivers. The reason that Puka and Tutu and these no-name guys look good is because they scheme them open. You know, look at their route trees. The LaFleur offense doesn't look good. Oh, the other thing I wanted to say, maybe Nathaniel Hackett's not the goof that we thought Nathaniel Hackett was, and that's why Rodgers liked him so much. You know, maybe he deserved a lot more credit for that offense because since he's been gone, The offense has been nonsense, even with Rodgers last year. You know what I mean? Like, he took the Denver job. Nathaniel Hackett's probably not a head coach, and I know he wasn't calling the plays. But, man, the offense looked better. I know they're still running motion, but, like, it's a predictable offense. When they run the ball, I know they're going to run the ball. When they throw the ball, I know they're going to throw the ball. The route trees are not creative. So, whether it's Jordan Love or Patrick Mahomes, yeah, they're not going to look very good. The college – Um, like the reason I asked you, have you seen enough with Jordan love? Right. Because I watched the Texans and that's not a very good offensive line. Tank Dell's a solid rookie and you know, you got like Brandon cooks and whatnot, but CJ Stroud, I watch him and I know he's got it. And I knew he had it at Ohio state and I watch him and I know he's got it. And that's not a very good team, but he's making them a pretty good team. He looks good. Richardson before he got hurt. I saw it, man. I know that you're going to be a hater because you're a Colts fan. Just wait. You know, Bryce Young, I still need to see a little bit more. But Jordan Love, you guys always want to talk about that 2018 season. So I was prepared for this. That season, like, let us he lost his weapons. Like, he lost some Utah State weapons. He was still going against the Mountain West, man. And what happened was he picked up some really bad habits. And that's what happens with quarterbacks. Jameis Winston regressed after winning the national title that second year. When he went back to Florida State, he didn't look like Jameis. And I was like... I want to draft Jameis. And everybody's like, Oh, are you crazy? You you, you didn't see the Heisman type year. last." And I was like, bad habits though. 2018 Jordan love 8.5 yards per attempt. PFF grade, 83.5, only six interceptions following year. Yeah. You lose some pieces, but he only threw for 7.2 yards per attempt, 12 fewer touchdowns, 11 more interceptions, a 75.3 grade. And his turnover worthy play rate, you know, was higher than the six interceptions because it went to four point seven percent. Like that's that's a big number right there. Because even if you don't have the talent, you know what I mean. Like you got to put. You can't be sloppy with the football, unless you're. And I hate when people bring up Brett Favre. Like Favre got really sloppy with the football later on in his career, but smart. No, he was the entire time of he had his the Yeah, and he had like, like he was we sloppy the entire, entire, entire time. Love Brett
0: Favre. Or Ryan, or he was sloppy the entire time of his career. My dad used to call him the village idiot at quarterback. No, I, I mean, trust I me. Th- that, that dude was always that way. That dude cost him more postseason games than any quarterback in Packers history as far as what they could have been probably as far as Super Bowl appearances go because the guy was a moron. But having said that, a lot of times his arm bailed him out. A lot of times he made throws that no quarterback would even attempt and would get it in there and make a big play because he was trusting his arm. My thing is, and we talked about before the season, like, is he going to be more like Rodgers or more like Brett? And prior to preseason, I say he's gonna be more like Brett. He's probably gonna take more chances. He's more of a gambler than Aaron. Then preseason comes the Bears game goes, And you're like, oh, maybe I was wrong. Maybe he is gonna be more like Aaron. Maybe he ain't gonna take the chances. Like we thought he was going to take. And now you're seeing it when they're struggling to move the football. Now he's saying to help it. I'm just going to try and make a play myself and make it work. The problem is he hasn't made them. He's trying but he's not connecting. When Brett would try, he would connect on a good percentage of them. He'd also yeah. not and cost you games, but at least sometimes it would work. Jordan Love hasn't shown the ability to make these chances work. Like if you're going to throw in a double coverage and you hit, then you're like, okay, I guess it worked fine. You know, if you're going to throw a, a a bullet between, you know, a linebacker and a safety or whatever, and the guy catches it and doesn't get batted down or picked off. Okay. He's using his arm. He's Okay, fine. I get it. Got none of that. None of it. None of that has happened yet. Wait, I've knocked out off my chair and said, damn. Like, we haven't had that. With Brett, you would have that damn near every Sunday. Like, holy crap. Rodgers, you had that with Rodgers too, where he'd make up three. Like, damn, that was good. Now, again, they're Hall of Famers. Obviously, we don't know if he's going to be one way or the other. But as of right now, he doesn't have the wild plays. If he had a couple wild plays mixed in here, then that would be enough of a flash where I think a lot of people would be like, you can see it. Like you said, Ryan, you see Anthony Richards and make a play and you're like, oh yeah, he's, a, he's, a, he's my guy. Okay. But for love, you haven't seen enough of it yet. Learn more at Marines.com.
1: No, but I like put a lot of that on the coaching staff because I feel like here's a hot take for you. I feel like if I was calling plays like here's what I would do or I, I feel like, OK, so uh, was that two nights ago we watched San Francisco lose on Monday night. I had the Vikings yep. game, so That was a nice hit. But Brock Purdy didn't look good. You know why? Because like Brock Purdy right now doesn't have Trent Williams on that offensive line. And like I said, Trent Williams is the only offensive lineman that's grading out well for San Francisco. So then you have to use George Kittle more as a blocker and pass protection. Debo's hurt, right? Christian McCaffrey's dinged. Jordan Love would probably look good in an offense with weapons like that, but also he has to be set up for success. How do you set up a quarterback like Jordan Love for success? More play action. Jared Goff looks great when he's using play action. Kirk Cousins is using a bunch of play action. That's why these guys are solid quarterbacks, right? Maybe they're not viewed as such, but they're really – Kirk Cousins is awesome. He's a really good quarterback, but, like, he needs help, right? And Jordan Love's not getting that. I'm seeing a lot of, like, 11 personnel, a lot of three, yep. four wide receiver sets. Agreed. Yeah, we're seeing the tight ends. But, dude, like, we have to – and it's not even like – I a mistake people make, they'll be like, well, we can't use play action because we can't run the ball. That's the dumbest take in all of football, right? Like, sure, it helps a little bit, but you could use play action without rushing for four or five yards per attempt. Get him out on more bootlegs. You said this, Spark. Let him yep. use his legs. He's athletic. Like, he's younger than Aaron. Aaron was at his best when he was. they'd get him out on that bootleg. He was moving around. Aaron wasn't a statue in the pocket. Even when he got older, when he won those MVPs the last couple of years, he was moving out of the pocket, making throws on the run. Not as much. We wanted to see more of that but Jordan loves young. We want to see that Lafleur is being lazy right now. I watch him though. And it. I feel like he's coaching. Like I watch him. He seems like he wants to coach that team as much as I want to watch that team right now. And I shouldn't feel that way.
0: No, I, I don't listen. I think everything you said was right on the money. As far as what they should be doing offensively. Yeah. I, I'm with you a thousand percent. Now we'll see if they actually make that adjustment. Uh, they said the quote I saw, the last quote I saw from Lafleur from a presser, Monday, was it? Uh, Talking about how we need to set up the pass more off of what we're able to do with running the football. He didn't say the words play action, but that would make a lot of sense. And it would be nice to get Aaron Jones back to where he can actually play more than 10 or 15 snaps in a game uh, and not be on a pitch count necessarily. All right, let's move on to topic number three. Uh, This was a piece in The Athletic. Former NFL general manager Randy Mueller suggests Packers trading for wide receiver Hunter Renfro uh, at this point. It says if Green Bay can get the Raiders to pay the majority share of what is left of Hunter's 2023 salary, so approximately four million, it should jump uh, at giving up a late round draft pick for 2024 or beyond. I don't think the Packers can afford to wait either because there might be some competition. The Patriots, Saints, and even the Niners, with Debo Samuel out, could make a case to add a skill set of Renfro's nature if the price is right uh, at this point. Uh, he said Renfro now 28. Uh, had 103 catches in 2021. He has a mind-boggling eight catches on 12 targets this season, both fifth on the team, and is playing only 36% of the offensive snaps. And again, the head coach there is an idiot. Um, So I'm not really surprised that they're screwing that up. What do you think about Hunter Renfro if it was for, say, a sixth-round draft pick or something like that?
1: So... Don't kill me. I was sidetracked, and I had to go back and I had to look at how Aaron Rodgers' numbers leaped off the page in 2020. You know what jumped up? 20% more usage of play action. And dude, Aaron Rodgers, 5% better on play action plays as opposed to traditional dropbacks. 10th in the league. His yards per attempt increased. And there's this whole, this is a really good article, touchdown wire? To go back and check out, play action usage, a factor for Packers, Aaron Rodgers in 2020. LaFleur has went away from everything. Um, Sorry to go off there, but I was just thinking, like, where is it, man? Like, What is this offense? But yeah, and it would help having a guy like Hunter Renfro, and I would kill for a guy like Hunter Renfro, right? He's not Devontae Adams. He's not like Tyree Kill, but he's a really good red zone threat, and when the Packers do get in the red zone once every three and a half months, uh, they don't have a red zone threat right now. Um, especially with our tight ends getting knocked out every damn week. Musgrave again. So Walking boot, yep. He's not getting used for whatever reason with the Raiders, man. I think he's a really solid wide receiver. So I would kill for a Hunter Renfro, and I don't think it would cost you that much because the Raiders aren't using him for whatever reason. So absolutely. I'm mad, though. Um, the reason I'm mad is because Brian Gutekinds, I get that you're in cap hell right now. But I just I hate seeing like Howie and the Eagles just continue to like rip teams off every year. Why don't we ever trade for a solid corner or a safety? Like these wide receivers, yeah, sure. Hunter Renfro helps out Jordan Love in this offense, but man, I would love like a playmaker. And these guys are always available. We're always the, you know, we're always the uh, what's the bridesmaid, never the bride. But yeah, I would kill for Hunter Renfro to go back to the question. Sorry,
0: Hunter Renfro has a cap number of thirteen point seven one eight million next year, the dead cap number of five point five. So essentially you could trade for him and then cut him uh, after this year and put him back out into free agency or possibly trade him this off season. If that's something you wanted to do with one year left on his deal to a team that has cap space um, that may want to take him. I, I'm not a fan of trading for anybody at this point. That's a veteran. I have no interest. We've come this far playing with all these young dudes. I don't want reps being taken away now for my young guys uh, to come in and, and place somebody older. So for me, I pass. I have no interest uh, in Hunter Renfro at this point. Not saying he can't help, but you made the decision as an organization to say, screw it, we're going to play all these young guys and let them take their lumps this year, and if we suck, we suck, but that's the decision we're going to make. You can't now change your mind after you do stink and go, oh, now we're going to try and salvage the season by trading for Hunter Renfro. That's not going to change the season. Good point, Um, too, because
1: I want to see more of Wicks, if anything.
0: Yes, Dontavian Wicks. A lot of people liking him. Uh, last question. Would you consider trading veterans on this team for draft choices? Who yes. would you move? My guy is Preston Smith. I he he's he's gone. If somebody gives me a sixth round pick or something for Preston Smith, I move Preston Smith because then I can see more of Van Ness, Ingabarre, Rashawn Gary. We're good enough at outside linebacker. They don't need to hold on to Preston Smith for the whole year. So if you can get a draft pick, I think I'd get a draft pick for him.
1: God, Van Ness looks really soft out there. I didn't like that draft pick. You guys could come back and crush me if he becomes Rashawn Gary, but I don't see it. Uh, Everybody on defense is up for sale for me except for Rashawn Gary. I got to be honest. I don't know if Eric Stokes is ever going to be healthy ever again.
0: Oh, hamstring injury. Way to start off that game. And again, and you say whatever the hell you want about that training staff and all those people up in Green Bay. It's been the same fools doing it for way too long. How many hamstring injuries are you going to have on a team before you turn and go, what the hell are we doing? Because hamstring injuries can, are preventable. They are preventable. You shouldn't have half your damn roster every week out with hamstring injuries. I'm so sick of that. Sorry. Go ahead. Somebody wants to give me a first-round pick. I'll do Jair.
1: I might want a little bit more. Yeah. Jair's making a lot of money to never play football. I love Jair. Don't get me wrong, dude. But like last year, he was pro football focus's top five. He was cornerback number four. He allowed a passer rating of 66 in coverage. This year, cornerback number 46, allowing a passer rating of 155 in his coverage.
0: I you're know that you're probably yeah. not going to get out of that contract until 2025. 2024, he's got a cap hit of 24.3 with a dead cap number of 27.4. In 2025, he's got a cap hit of 25.8 million with a dead cap number of 19. And then in 2026, a cap number of 27.8, the dead cap number of That would be his age 29 season in 2026. I don't think he's going anywhere for at least another year or two, probably if they would even trade him at this point, which I don't think they will. Now, if he demands to be traded because he thinks this team sucks, then that would be something completely different.
1: Yeah. I mean, he could go then. I I mean, I'm not like I'll help him pack his bags. I love Jair. Don't get me wrong, but I just don't think this team's winning anytime soon. And You know, if he's going to be frustrated and making quotes, but then not on the field and not playing his best football, I mean, a lot of it has to do with he's not getting that safety help over the top this year. The safeties haven't been very good. Again, I like Jair. This isn't like a knock on him, but Rashawn Gary, absolutely not up for sale. I love Kenny Clark, but somebody wants to give me the right offer. He's been pretty solid at times, but yeah, I mean, like all those guys, man, you know, you're not going to trade your young dudes like Van S. But I, I don't. That's what I'm saying. I don't get joy. I don't have joy watching anybody on that defense, really. If it, if I do, it's like Rudy Ford steps up and makes Rashawn Gary. No, yeah, yeah. That's what I said. He's not up for sale. Yeah. He's the only player yep. I'm like, hell yeah, I get to watch Rashawn Gary play football. On offense, there's not one guy right now. It used to be Aaron Jones, but it's not even him right now because we we don't know how to use him. Like, right. again, don't, don't tell me about this effing pitch cl- count. Throw him up, screen. A bubble screen. Why isn't he lined up in the slot? Use him. You're paying him. He's making $11 million. I hate this team right now. They they give me no joy. All that to say, though, I have a $1,000 bet that they beat the Vikings. I think that's the bet of the week. I know we're going to give my picks on Friday like we always do. They're beating the Vikings. Jair's coming back. He's shutting down Jordan Addison. The one thing we could always count on is at Lambeau is we beat the Vikings. If we don't, huh?
0: I don't think I'd bet. A th- I don't think i bet ten dollars on that game. Other uh, way to... Kenny Clark dead cap number this year thirty six point five million dollars. He's not going anywhere. Next year twenty seven million cap it dead cap number twenty four. He's not going. He's they're stuck, and then he's got void years after that. So uh, you have Kenny Clark for two more years probably uh, at this point. And just say with are saying again because you've done all these contracts trying to work around Rogers' contract and everything else trying to make this thing work. So now you got gigantic cap number, you guys here that even if you wanted to move him at this point, you can't move him at this point. Insanity. All right. Friday, confident, concerned, and curious. We'll get our predictions from Ryan for the weekend uh, as well. We'll do stats of the week that we did. Uh, we started last Friday. That's always a fun segment. So we'll do that too. Enjoy the rest of your day. Follow Ryan Horvath on Twitter at Ryan Horvath. Follow me at Sparky Radio. Catch him on BetMGM tonight. Nick Ashu, Trista Crick, and Ryan Horvath. Weeknights while you're watching the games. You can check that out. And then Saturday morning, that's where where it's all at, right? Tailgate to kick off with Ryan Horvath, uh, 8 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Eastern on your BetQL station near you. If you're in Milwaukee, you can catch it on 1250 AM The Fan. Have a good one. Toodles.